0: Father in heaven, thank you for these days and your blessings. Thank you for the faith that unites us. Father, we pray for these officers that have been um, attacked, and pray for the family also. And pray for this country. Um, Help us to spread the word and the message of the gospel. In Jesus' name, amen. Basically, this is the only protection that we might have, you know. I I am convinced that we need to study the Bible and the teachings of the Scriptures, and we are going to be safe here. Well, um, 1 Corinthians 1 and 3, we were dealing with one of the problems. And um, let me um, get backward a little bit. We are dealing, because I detected that several of you were not in the first presentations, we are dealing with Corinthians and the epistles to the Corinthians because there is a kind of similarity, if I can call or in certain form, in between the problems of the early Christian church with the local cultures, and especially those who were located uh, like Corinthians in the middle of the paganism. And uh, with the problems that we are having, planting churches, establishing churches, starting new congregations in the context in which we are today, especially in the mission. And, uh, And the Apostle Paul, we were referring in the first two presentations, he was the planter of the new congregation to the Corinthians. Corinthians was a church in the middle of the paganism, uh, very close to the place in which the Greeks had um, a a temple to Aphrodite that was the the goddess of love in the past days. So um, besides the, the cultural side of of that, that was a very economic nurture for the entire Greece and connection from North Africa, the Middle East, Europe in those days, Rome, and also the continent. So that was a kind of conversions of multicultural background people coming from a big, big diversity. It was very common uh, to find out a multi-linguistic um, background, and one of the topics that you are going to find in 1 in Corinthians is about the uh, so-called glossolalia, the gift of tongues, and that sometimes some people are putting in an emphasis about that. But let me tell you that is not that is not the mainstream in. Their um, gospel message. Lord Jesus never said, Go into all the nations and speak in tongues. He never said that. But to go to the world, you need to speak their language. And that is a horse of another color, you know, because that is, that is different. So, probably when, I don't know if during the week we are going to be reaching that point, but at some point, in the future presentations we are going to be dealing because um, Corinthians is is very challenging, it's very very interesting, and it's very attractive. The first things that we were dealing is about divisions in the church. And when we were doing um, about the text and we were exploring the context in which the Apostle Paul was um, presenting, remember Paul was in the Corinthian church for about three years, says the Bible, and uh, and that is in the book of Acts. We were, you know, sometimes going back and forward from the book of Acts um, um, to the Corinthian epistle in order to have a whole picture of that. Um, we were telling also that this is probably the second letter to the Corinthians. And, um, and probably there is another that is, in between our, our first Corinthians and the second Corinthians, probably is another letter. And probably there were four. We don't know. But I do believe what the Seventh-day Adventist Bible commentary says, that in the Bible we have enough information for salvation, so there is, there is no problem at all for us regarding this point. Just reinforcing important information that you need to be aware of, and we were dealing with that, especially when the Apostle Paul says in First Corinthians, I guess it's five nine we mentioned yesterday, when he says that um, I already wrote to you, not getting in touch with immoral people. Remember, the Apostle Paul says that, and uh, and he says I wrote. About this. But when you go to the epistle, you find out that there is not. So this a previous um, kind of letter in which the Apostle Pope probably sent that information. But uh, there were divisions in the church that those divisions were created by a kind of um, idolatric loyalties to leaders in the church. And we made clear yesterday that there were no problems between Apollos, Cephas, or uh, the Apostle Paul, or even the Lord, because that was a kind of tension. And we, we may uh, touch base with uh, some similarities that sometimes we might have in the local congregations nowadays, and um, so we are going to go forward. Yesterday, before finishing the presentation, uh, we were beginning to read and deal with um, the Christian behavior and discipline, and we described the issue. Uh, briefly, um, if you go to 1 Corinthians 5, you are going to find this in chapter 5, uh, from the verses 1 on, you are going to see that the Apostle Paul is, is dealing with this situation. And, uh, and normally, when you see this kind of, what I will say, orientation given, we need to remember something that is uh, important to take in account. This is a problem that appears after the presence of the Apostle Paul was there. I I don't know if if being the Apostle there, this might be changed. Let me tell you, you know, because sometimes sinful nature is just that. But Paul is at Ephesus, somebody from the Chloe's household, family, Uh, gave the Apostle Paul information about the situation that is in Corinth. And here you have the report. And and the Apostle Paul several times says, I hear, I've been reported about this. It is reported commonly that there is fornication among you, and such fornication is not of such a name among the Gentiles. So here... For first time, you can see something that is uncommon in the Apostle Paul. says that if here is the church and here is the world, the world is surprised because those who are followers of the Lord are having a kind of behavior that is worst in the church of the behavior that is in the world. So that is a problem. The problem is big. And the problem is this. What is the church for? Sinners.
1: Because, uh, help us learn about God.
0: Yes. Yes. It is for learn about the Lord in the church. Live and tell the world the message. But if this is worse than the world, well, at some point, what we need to do is to try to solve this situation because what is in the objective of the charge, that is, the mission of the chart, is here at stake. Okay? So that is... That is the problem that we are having here. And the Apostle Paul is beginning to deal, because um, the situation is is serious. So when we left uh, yesterday, it was very clear that the problem that the Apostle Paul, if you continue reading, I'm not to enter into many details, you can get that, incest is the problem. There was a member of the congregation that was living with the um, mother-in-law. It's not with the mother. It is with the mother-in-law. However, it says it's punishable sin in the Bible. When you go to Leviticus 18, um, 7 and 8 and um, and 29 and Deuteronomy uh, chapter twenty. Two and, um, and three, uh, this is prohibited in the Bible. It's very clear the Bible regarding that. Um, but it's curious and interesting that also incest was prohibited by the, uh, the Roman, the Roman law. And remember that Corinth, that is this, the word here that is Corinthians, is under the Roman law. So, here there was a a, a very serious problem. And um, what is is the recommendation? After after dealing with the situation, the Apostle Paul began to explain the rationale. He said, for I verily as absent in the body, what does it mean? He was in Ephesus. So he was not in, in in presence with them. So, that is the point. Uh, in absence in the body, absent in the body, but present in the spirit. It, that, that means that he's a leader. He's a leader in the church. He created, he built the church in the name of the Lord. So he's present in the spirit and have judged already. He he fixed his mind regarding that problem. And, and, he, and they are... Um, Going to follow the process, and the Apostle Paul is telling them what to do. As though I were present concerning him uh, that had uh, done this deed. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, when ye are gathered together, and in my spirit, with the power of our Lord Jesus, to deliver such an one unto Satan. That means the assembly as a group. Because this is not private, please understand this. It's important. When uh, when we are dealing with church discipline, we explained yesterday, it is the best process to keep the situation in private, in the in the in the closest possible circle. To contain the situation. The problem is what what we are going to do what the pro- when when the problem is not contained already it's out of of the, we need to yeah we need to we need to be dealing with a public situation and that is a rationale here for the rationale that is applying uh, that when you are gathered together uh, that that is the process in which they are going to be dealing with that uh, there was another problem here we were explaining at the end. Corinthians took a kind of easy-going way to be dealing with the problem. Why? Because the problem was not only known in the world, but was known in the church. So this is going to take us what, how we are dealing with problems In the church. In the mind of the Apostle Paul, let me give you here uh, the vision. This is the kingdom of Satan. And here is the kingdom of God. From the kingdom of God, we need to battle here and get the converts So when somebody is here and is expelled, is expelled from from this kingdom into the other. When the Apostle Paul says that person be delivered unto Satan, that is the meaning of that. So we need to understand um, that is the vision here. The problem is that when we are dealing with this kind of problems, we need to understand that the Apostle Paul here is not vindictive. Here, there is not um, what uh, there is no hate spirit, but but they need to take a decision, an action, and um, and he began to explain a little bit how this. The process going on. Discipline is order, established order in the church, and sometimes we need to put order in the house. If not, we are going to have in troubles. Discipline implies damage control for the person, for the church, and for the future, and for the expectation of uh, salvation. That is, that is very clear in scriptures about this, this important topic. So if, if we don't do that, what we are going to do? Well, we are going to uh, have problems. Let, let's see what the Apostle Paul began to suggest. Know ye not that a little leaving, leaving it the whole lump Many times we were talking about that, but where where this figure is coming from? Leviticus. From Leviticus and from the Passover. Right. The Passover when when we have communion, what? How is our bread? Without leaven. Without leaven. Why? Why? Because what happened with the leaven? with a jest in in the breath. Expand. How we control the expansion? Well, here is the point. Sin symbolized by jest expand and contaminate other minds. And might expand and corrupt entire body. And if we don't act, the expansion is going to say to the others, hey, we can, we can drink, we can take alcohol, uh, we can, uh, you know, there is no problem with that. The church is not doing anything with that person. So finally, what we are going to do is to permit the expansion of the sin. And this is the point that the Apostle Paul is uh, telling. It needs to be stopped. Sin needs to be First, recognized the person needs to confess, abandon, and convert, and baptize. Maybe, I say, again. But church is not a communion of sinful people. At some point, we need to discard that kind of situation that is affecting our communion. Because if not... Remember, if not, there is no difference in between the church and the world. You know, when um, years ago, it's coming to my mind, um, kind of situation that happened. I don't know how many of you heard about Waldensians. They are in the a great controversy, Ellen G. White speaks about Waldensians, And we have some of them in South America, by the way. And I do remember when uh, Dr. Fimister, um was a teacher at the seminar, sent me a, a letter to me asking me to um, research a little bit for something that Andrews was working with regarding if the Waldensians in South America were... Sabbath keepers or not. So um, um, Lira, my wife, is family of Ernst family from Switzerland. And several of them were connected with the Waldensians uh, probably maybe, what, three, four blocks away from the house of the uncle of her was the library of the Waldensians. And I went there. I went, I went there and it, it was fascinating, by the way, three days in which I stopped in the library. I've been reading patois. I never heard patois being spoken, but patois is a mix of Italian and French and Spanish. You know. Well, know. <clears throat> yes, <laughs> yes, and um, and I I can say that the Waldensians, that branch of the Waldensians that reached South America, uh, they didn't never. Um, um, kept the Sabbath. But in Europe, especially in uh, those who expanded to um, Germany and Austria, some of them kept the Sabbath. It, it, it is quite interesting and fascinating, the story of them. When, when Andrews University was doing a, um, a visit, um, because Waldensians. Well, Were um, kind of people that were missionary oriented um, in front of the persecution of Catholicism. And uh, several um, Andrews professors, like um, Gerard Darmsteg and others, sometimes made some trips to the area and were teaching about the Waldensians and the practices and, and the ministry that they were performing. In, in very difficult times. And, um, and George Vandeman, in, in one of his books, mentioned that once, maybe 45, um, 50 years ago, there was a group coming from Andrews University visiting the places of the Waldensian valleys no, up north Italy, you know. Um, and, um, and they were visiting during the day and during the night they have a kind of fire and reflection and you know devotional vesper at the time. And when they were doing that, two local Waldensians, says George Bandeman, they entered into the group. and they were listening. You know? The fire was like here, the light of the fire was here, so you cannot see the faces of the others that were out of the circle of the light of the fire. So they enter and mingle with the group and stay listening their own story by Seven day Adventist. You know? And, uh, and when the professor finished, one of them, the oldest gentleman, approached to him and in a um, in a very pigeon English, say, can I say something? And the professor thought and said, yes. And he began to tell, it was fascinating to listen to our story. Telling our story by members of another denomination. And I am here to tell you that everything is right. Everything that the professor said is right. So you can can understand how was the feeling of the professor, you know, because now our nation in front of students was telling them everything that is said here is right. And he said, but this is past history. This is past history. We try to avoid our young people going into the world. And to avoid that our younger people went into the world, we build up dances, places, close to our churches. Because in that way, they are not going to go into the world. And we went wrong. Because in doing this, we brought, we brought the world into the church. And you know uh, uh, that, in that trip I, I found um, um, a sermon uh, that a Methodist pastor friend of the Waldensians gave to them and and the sermon told them. That in the moment in which they got religious freedom, that was in, um, between 1844 and 1847, they were with a challenge if they were continue being missionaries or not. And he says to them, or oh, you are going to be missionaries or you are not going to be anything at all. And, and they are you know, fighting for survival in this moment. So when, when, we, when we are dealing with the church, we need to protect the church. And we need to understand that sin permitted is expanding itself. And, and we need to take measures of control. The Apostle Paul began to say this. Get rid of all jest. Christ, our Paschal Lamb, has been crucified. And that that is the point in which he began to be dealing with. Lamb was gave blood to abandon sinful life. And that is the rationale of the Apostle Paul. So we were free from sin and from dominion of the sin. Here, So it's a contradiction to be called Christian and continue living by a standard of a sinful life by which Christ already gave his life in the cross to make us free. That is a contradiction. And and the Apostle Paul says more. Christian life is a celebration. Let's feast celebrate. Not with all living bread. And and here is the thinking of the Passover in in the mind of the Apostle Paul in verse 8. We celebrate the Christian life that is a victory over sin. How we might be able to celebrate the victory over sin with sin in the church. Can we celebrate? Can we say hallelujah and amen? When there is sin inside the church. That is, that is the problem. Jesus resurrected. Got victory over sin. And over dominion of sin. And here is the problem. The dominion of sin. Was at a stake. Because the church. Was being hit. By a very. Um, um, serious situation. This is a celebration. Without malice. Or weakness. It is the pleasure of holiness. It is a celebration of holiness. We cannot have. A holy church. With an incestuous person. Inside our community. And you can change the name incestuous. And you can change and put other names. Can we have. A holy church with a gay person in the church? Can we have a holy church with a lesbian inside the church? You name it. And think about it. Um, and I'm, I'm not e- extending judgment here. I am asking questions. But I've been telling you yesterday about that. Avoid association with immoral people. That is the second or third um, advice of the Apostle Paul here. The concept of holiness is inside this message. This message is not to unbelievers. Unbelievers are outside the church. Unbelievers are here. The Apostle Paul is writing here. He's sending this message to the church. And he says, please, avoid to be in touch with immoral people. But look, they are not, he's not talking about immoral people here. They are in the right place. But the problem is immoral people in the church. But now I'm writing to you, and he clarifies in verse 10. Go to verse 10, and you are going to find out. But now I'm writing to you that you must not associate with anyone who claims to be a brother or sister, but is sexually immoral or greedy, an idolater or slender or drunkard or swindler, do not even eat with such people, says in verse 10. Sexually immoral, greedy, idolater, drunkard, do not even eat with such people. Where are these people? In the world? In the church. in the church, why? Because we need to avoid contamination. The Apostle Paul says here, and, and here is clarifying the, the point. What business is it on mine to judge those outside the church? He's not talking about those who are outside the church. It's very clear here. Are you not judge those inside? God will judge those outside. Expel the wicked person from among you. The Apostle Paul said, "We need to protect church because we are not the world; we are the church. Without the church, in the right condition, the world is not going to have hope because the church is the only hope of the world." So we need to purify this. So for my part, and he said here, spill the wicked. Spill the wicked. For my my part, even though I am not physically present, I am with you in spirit, as one who is present with you in this way, I have already passed judgment in the name of our Lord Jesus and on the one who has been doing this. So when you are assembled and I am with you in spirit, and the power of the Lord Jesus is present. Hand this man over Satan for the destruction of the flesh so that his spirit may be saved on the day of the Lord. And I'm going to um, um to tell a couple of other things. This is not a personal business, this is not individual. This is the culture, the society, the world is not our authority. And we need to understand this. We do have authority in the church. Uh, The condition outside is not our, our business. Bible is the authority and sin has to be corrected and abandoned. And we need to protect the church and the norms of the church. For this reason, we have a church manual. And Christ, the Apostle Paul says, is Passover our Passover. And he died to make us free from sin and from the power of sin. So, are there um, a lesson for today? Um, do you want to say something, doctor? Can you talk about briefly about the church discipline and processes?
2: A church is a group of persons that believe in the Bible, and they have common belief. So when they meet together, they have this common belief that gives them an identity, and a purpose. But the church has to be morally an example. If the church is not a spiritually, morally, theological, an example to society, then why you have the church? For what? You see, the church has to be in a higher level so it can be the light in the darkness. Society in reality, the authority of society is Satan, is sin, but the authority of the church must be God, and they are in conflict. You see, we cannot uh, forget that society will affect the church, and this is the case. This is a case where the philosophy of nocticism, where you concentrate in your mind and you don't care for the body, becomes totally moral, Doing things that even in society in those days, they don't agree with. And that is a lot. So, in First in Corinthians chapter 5, we have this situation That Paul's really addressed because he's surprised. He says, why are you not taking seriously the behavior of a man who is living with his stepmother? What is happening here? You see, you must do something to to save the soul of this person and to protect the congregation." And you must do, must do this not only for the man's sake, but for the sake of the con- congregation. And then Paul used his background. And he said, just as uh, the Hebrew purified their houses at the time of the Passover, at the time of the Passover, you must purify the congregation now. And this is the important thing. Yeah. Uh, to purify purify the congregation, you have to discipline. The discipline must be redemptive. So there are two points of discipline that we need to keep in mind. What sort of discipline is needed to be used? For a visual one. Okay? So in this case, Paul is talking about a severe discipline you see remove him verse 2 deliver him to Satan so that he might suffer physically the consequences of his own sin verse 5 today offenders I going to use to use the term offenders better today offenders in such way are forbidden to be members of and they cannot hold position in the church. Do you agree? So this comes the second question. What is the purpose of such discipline? The apostle expressed in 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7, that the whole congregation may be purified so that the other's member may not be corrupted by the offender, keeping the level of purity on the church that LNGY semantically speaking of purity, she's also speaking of sanctity, so sanctity and purity is not only for Joseph when he was in Egypt, it's for us today. you see and we have to remove the offender, and in verse 7, in the first section of verse 7, he talks about cleansing out the old living levadura. Yes. and Yes, yes. okay. Uh, like in the Passover time, they have to remove that. So they need to keep the house pure. And then he talks about that event in Israel, in in the desert, when they practice this festival of purity and say that we need to keep the power of sin out of the church the best we can. And uh, so let's celebrate this fact and rejoice that Christ has set us free from the power of sin. Verse 8. But this happened also in your house. You see? You need to, to have your house with a certain level of purity, of sanctity, of morality. You see? And before, when we talk about Adventist, more or less was the same idea. More or less was the same concept developed, and when they get together, they got it together in the church, you you have a reference of what is Adventist. But today, it's a salad. <laughs> <laughs> Where tomatoes are tomatoes? <laughs> peppers are peppers. It's a salad. You sometimes wonder, you say, what kind of Adventist is this one? You see? So the church sure have to keep in base of the doctrines and in base of what the Bible teaches, the purity, the sanctity of the congregation. So this is biblical. You see, I know people that say, well, if they kick me out of the church, I will come back and use the back door and enter. OK, you can do that, but not necessarily be a member of the church if you don't know how to behave. That is the important thing. Paul wants to make clear that immorality go against the gospel. You see, And if somebody comes with certain tendency or preference of morality, and they began to say to you, God accept me the way I am, you teach them the gospel and show 1 Corinthians, God accept you to transform you. Not to let you be the way you think you're going to be. Okay.
1: Did you tell them they can't attend then, or did you just remove their name from the books,
2: what, what... What a specific case? uh, I'm sorry? What a a specific case?
1: Well, I'm just talking, uh, you had uh, adultery up there, or uh, anything of that nature. If they were caught in open adultery, you removed their name from the books.
2: Did you tell them though that they could no longer attend your church? Oh, well, you use Matthew 18. If says something is private. You work it, the best thing you can work it out is privately. But then if the thing become public, you work it out publicly. You work with the membership of the church. So sea, they, the board decide to discipline. They can assist to the church. But with certain rules. Do you see? For example, is this a couple of homosexual? They can assist to the to the church, but the church must talk to them, the board must talk to them, and the pastor and the elder must talk to them. And we are expecting in this private church, because it's not your house, it's the house of the Lord, certain moral conduct. You see? But they cannot be members until they change the way they think. Okay. That's what I
1: meant, but did you still allow them to come and attend?
2: All depend on the agreement, the behavior they're going to practice when they are in the church. church. Yeah, it's not a right for them to go to the church. It's not a right. It's our right to let them in.
0: You see? If If they're going to behave. Um, let me let me deal with, uh, let me tackle this uh, situation. Uh, we do have a right of association in the church okay and when we are using our right of association in the church, we need to be very clear that we are the right of association based upon the teachings of the Bible, spiritual of prophecy and fundamental beliefs, and the church manual. If a person is becoming um, what I will say, def- defiant, you know, defiant. Say, well, why why we um, in this kind or, or in this line of view cannot be proactive in the teaching? At that point, I will say, look, this is the church. Here is your place in which you might act like you feel free for that. But here in the church, no. We need to protect the church. And that is, that is the topic here. We need to protect the church. Here, 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 there is a problem. And, and it's becoming a very dangerous problem. Because, um, and I am entering, I am shifting chapters here. Here, the Apostle Paul says something. Because we are entering into a tendency of ailment. Of C B T, and now they are calling Q. Yeah, they are growing. This is growing. Is whatever, whatever the tendency might be, you know. So, so the point here, here the Apostle Paul says, "Know ye not that the unrighteous?" So who are these? See shall not inherit the kingdom of God, be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers, abusers of themselves with mankind, that is, malacos, homosexuals, is the voice, original Greek word here, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, no revilers, no extortioners shall inherit, inherit the kingdom of God. And here comes what the Apostle Paul says. And such were some of you. Were means you are not any longer this. You were. But ye were washed. But ye are sanctified. But you are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the spirit of our world. This is telling you they were baptized. Because when you are baptized, you are baptized in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Spirit. Yes. So you are a new creature. How in the world you are going to be backwards being Here, that is the point. So let me tell you, let me tell you that sometimes certain behaviors in the world are mimicking certain tendencies in the church. Uh, The other day, for some reason, somebody sent me a link, and I am not entering into any link, by the way, whatever, but I am trying to protect myself and my mind you know, mine avenues, you need to be careful about that. And there was a lady that uh, presented herself as a, a pastor in our church, of our church. She was indicating and saying and confessing, becoming public about this, regarding her condition. And I, I, that is the rationale for which I wrote this. And you have it. Please, let's go to this. Because sometimes people are telling, are telling, well, I am coming out. Are you familiar with that? Let me tell you here, page one, at the bottom, here, says coming out of the closet. It is in the Wikipedia. Or simple coming out is a metaphor for LGBT people, self-disclosure of their sexual orientation of gender identity the term coming out can also be used in various non lgbt application or atheist and whatever hey we are not inventing nothing here at the beginning god made everyone as we are we didn't choose to be males or women but this is According to the natural law. Okay? But the Lord made us. In the, in the right. In certain point. In the certain point. When somebody is rejecting that. He's rejecting not only herself or, or himself. is rejecting the creator. is rejecting the Lord. Let me, let me tell you something. The Bible says. Very clearly, when you, when you go uh, to the book of Genesis, that God made them a male and a female. He didn't say, look, I, I'm going to make you... Um, I, don't put me an, an example. Okay, Let, let's, let's, let's talk about this person here. It's not... <laughs> um, I'm going to make you a, a male, okay? If you like it, go and if you don't like it, came back in 15 days, I'm going to change it. Okay? That, that is not, not an option. It's not optional. So when you are rejecting the nature, you are rejecting who made you. And that is the essence of the point here. In, in this kind of situation. And there is a lot of bad orientation regarding the people. Some people is battling, and they are not receiving the proper orientation and counsel and advice regarding their condition. And that is the reason why they are how they are. And that is critical. But, however, when I was thinking in this kind of of coming out in which the, the people receiving a An old word, maybe in Hollywood, came forward and said, look, I want to, everybody knows about what is this, 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 this. Let me be clear, clear, crystal clear. This is not, first, this is not biblical. And this is not a human right. This is a sexual preference and distortion. This is what it is. But even when 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 that happened, please go to page five. Here, page five. And here, this is something in which I've been I've been thinking, what are in common? You know, when you baptize some people in the church, the people began to say, well I was this and this and this. You know? And here is, is, is the point. It's a public confession. But Let me ask you something. Making you a public confession is making you right? What is making you right? It's not the confession that you are doing in public. It's only if you're Confession is in harmony with the teachings of the Bible. That, that's it. That, that, that's the point. So, coming out, some people say, okay, coming out is public. Yes, it's public. Biblical confession is public. Yes. Some people do that in public. It's bold. I will say, yes, it's bold. In the biblical confession, it's bold. It's sincere. I would say yes, it's sincere in the coming out and also in the Bible. But the point is this, that person that is making it public is abandoning sin. Well, here is the problem, here is the problem because in the coming out, they're saying no. I am reaffirming in making it public, but this is not in harmony with the biblical confession. And we need to distinguish. That's the reason of that. Defy the scriptures. Defy God and the scriptures in the coming out. But when you are in the Bible, you are in the baptism. You are telling that you are surrendered to the Lord and to the teachings of the Lord. Is this coming out? A biblical example? No. No. Because the people is telling. And is in defiance. With the Lord. Who made them. I'm not judging. The Lord is going to do it. They might be able to change. They might be able to come back to the church. It's up to them. But until. The biblical process happened, um, there is no, no, no change possible. But let me, let me share with you a couple of texts that I am sharing with you here because the Bible is very clear regarding this topic. In the book, in page six, let me see, it's, um, it's one, two, three, four, Uh, Sixth paragraph. It's a quotation from the book of Isaiah. Uh, Prophet Isaiah, chapter 5, verse 20, page 6. In this word says, Woe unto them that call evil good, and good evil. That put darkness for light, and light for darkness. That put bitter for sweet, and sweet for bitter. It's very clear. The Apostle Paul is very clear here. Go to the subsequent paragraph. Not the next, the other. It's 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4. In whom the God of... Where? Well, this is the point. This is not this God. It's this God. This is the kingdom of Satan. In whom... The God of this world had blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine uh, unto them. The Bible is is very clear. Let me tell you something. We We need to understand that our vision, mission, has to be given with love and understanding, and and sometimes this is difficult. Of course it's difficult. It is difficult in the heart of the Lord. It's difficult in the heart of the families that are in in this kind of situation. It's difficult in the heart of the church. How many churches are we having uh, affected with this? But the point is this, what will happen If we are not dealing properly with a good spirit, with a sin in the church. We need to attend, tackle, and expel the situation from the church. If not, the church is going not to be any longer the church. The church is going to reflect more the world than the leading of the Lord. And this is our problem here.
3: If it is... Politically correct, which is in the world, the church, as I see it, is becoming more worldly by making or adopting the world standard by being it politically correct and has a lot to lose by not accepting the politically
0: correct form. What well, argument is politically correct,
3: God accepts everybody, right?
0: Well the point is that what we need to distinguish is is political correctness in harmony with biblically correctness at some point we need to 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 think what we are doing here because i think that our correctness has to be in harmony with the commandments and with the bible and when and when you go to the bible it's very clear that Adam... Was married with Eve, not with uh, Carlos or Charles or whatever. And Eve was not married with um, a, an, another lady. And, uh, and that
1: is
2: the base for the commandment that said, Honor your father and your mother.
0: Yes. Yes. And there is no production of human beings. Well, but it's, but it's, it's very clear.
1: They themselves mothers. It's, it's, it's,
0: yes. It's, it's very clear.
1: Fathers and fathers, and,
0: and let, me, let me tell you something here. Some, some, sometimes, sometimes you are not going to, to see immediately the problem that I'm going to, to mention. I am not in favor of the gender neutral Bibles. Because trying to defend. The rights of the woman, they are opening the door here. You see that? Please think about it. See it? It's very clear. It's very clear. We are corrupting the text of the scriptures. Where in the world you find in the Old Testament that the ladies cannot read the Holy Bible in the Old Testament? And they need a version for women in the Old Testament? Or a version of, for women in the New Testament? There, there is, we are not talking about the same thing here. And we are bringing a Babel into the church. Babel is in this place. This is the kingdom of the Lord. And we need to respect the teachings coming from the Bible and the teachings coming from the Bible. It's very clear for me, and um, I've, been, I've been telling my wife when, I, when I've been reading this, the Apostle Paul is opening and, and opening the view that those who were all this can be changed. And there is hope here. In the text of the Bible. They were fornicators. They abandoned the sin. There were idolaters. They abandon the sin. There were adulterers. They abandon the sin. Effeminated, they abandon their condition. Abusers of themselves with mankind, that is malacos, homosexuals, is, is the word generally understood. They abandon that. Thieves, covetous, drunkards revilers, extortioners. That is the Bible. It's very clear. And the Apostle Paul says, And such were some of you, but now you have been washed. This is telling us in the church, don't worry. We have hope. And the hope is coming from scriptures. And this is the proper way in which we need to be dealing with this situation that is affecting the church. If we are not tackling this, we are going to have that this direction is going to impose all the vision upon the church. And then the salt is not going to be any any other difference from the wall. And the light, we are not going to be any longer the light of the world. So recandling the light, recover the salt, and we are going to recover the hope for the mission that we have for the world. Yes?
1: There was a a homosexual couple that wanted to get married together, and they were same-sex couple, wanted to get married, and they'd go to church to church to try and, and they were purposely trying to stir up trouble
0: with the churches. Uh, Say it aloud in order that the other might, might hear.
1: How's the church going to deal with those issues if someone comes to the pastor and says, look, uh, we want to be married. Uh, Well, that, if they
0: refuse to marry them, do they have to refuse to marry anybody then so they don't face a lawsuit? You know, you'll get sued. You just have to get sued. Let me tell you my answer as a pastor, okay? Because bottom line, is not the church who is going to marry. It's a pastor. It's not the church, I repeat. It's not the church. It's a pastor. So when you when you got your credentials, and you I don't know if you were last Saturday here for ordination. You were here for ordination, I, in the I'm service. The no, no, I know, I know. But yeah. but in I the, wasn't here for the ordination. okay, okay. When when you are ordained to the ministry. You are ordained to fulfill the teachings of the Bible. So question is. Is this kind of marriage in harmony with the Bible? Okay. Then what do you suppose your conscience is going to say in your mind? Can you perform a marriage of that? Okay. Then I will tell you that I am going to follow that process. I will say, no, I'm not going to marry. And, and, and the, the problem finished at some point. So it's not the church. It's the pastor. They, if
1: they would turn around
0: and sue, uh, that's uh, what I'm uh, concerned about. Sue, sue me? Yeah. Oh, no. So I'm, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no. You, you need to understand something. I do have my friend, freedom of religion and faith. And I do have my right. And I will not do it. Even, even when somebody is going to tell me, you are going to jail. I'm sorry, Lena, I will say, I'm going to jail. But I'm not going to do it. Because I follow my conscience and the Bible. And that is not in the Bible. So we need we, we don't need to fear about this. Because if they are going to come to say something, they can't. They can't. Why? Because this is church.
1: It's
0: not the state
1: there is also a choice what? not only
0: not only not only a choice not only a choice but but is is the church and the state cannot have control over the decisions of the church until now in this country until now in this country i am not i am not an officers of a branch of the state, that is the, the problem of that lady years ago, maybe two years ago in 2015, when that happened. You know, you remember that that lady, that she denied, and she went to jail. But she said, "I not why? What was she following? Conscience. conscience, and conscience was following the teachings of the Bible." You was wanting to tell something.
3: Yeah, it's pretty much the same thing. When, when, uh, like I was given Bible studies, and a couple, they wasn't married, and they were living together. And during the Bible studies, they said they wanted to be baptized. And I explained to them that I couldn't baptize them until they was married. So first I married them, and then I baptized them. Right.
0: But, now, but this is not... Much,
3: that pretty, pretty much the same thing there. I mean, if they, they could have come up
0: and said... But let me clarify something in order to, to understand this. You are talking about a male and a female. Yes. 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 Okay, that's... But, but what I'm
3: saying... Uh, what I, well, of course I wouldn't <laughs> yes. female, But what I'm saying, they could have put up the same plot and said, we will insist on being baptized. Now.
0: Yes. You need to follow process. That's and that is the
3: point.
0: Let me tell you something, because the time is, is here. Um, pray for the pastors of the church. Pray for the pastors. Because um, sometimes we are under pressure. And, um, and there were, you know, situations like this across the, the whole state of Michigan. And, and, and this is challenging because we are dealing with sin in the world but let me remind you jesus died in the cross and he obtained the victory over sin and upon dominion of the sin.
2: this media was brought to you by audioverse a website dedicated to spreading god's word through free sermon audio and much more if you would like to know more about audioverse